We
It's always hard to follow that up. Maybe we should sing. Uh, I don't think they want us to hear us sing. We're both pretty tone deaf. Well, welcome. You may have a seat. We're so glad you're here on this snowy Friday, but it's the weekend. Yay! Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year 2021. to the new year. We did it. We're here. Yep, we did it. Lindsay, it's the weekend. What do you like to do on the weekend? Well, really boring, but what I really like to do is we go to the gym, but then, no, then, <laughs> then we get like the most unhealthy meal for lunch afterwards, so that's something I there always you go. look good for you. Balance. 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 Moderation. Yeah. Right? Balance. Yes. Good. Good. Well, we're glad you're here tonight. Um, we released a new podcast today, so if you've been listening or following, we encourage you to check it out. It's really good. It's about peace, so I encourage you to check we it out. Yes, we all need some peace. Yes, so um, you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. It's free. It's you can listen anywhere, anytime. So I encourage you to check it out. It's named the Canopy. So if you're looking, look for the Canopy. We'd love to have you listen in. What else we got? And we have. 70 palms in February, yes. correct? Yep, mark your calendars, get them yes. out. Get out your phones. This is the one time we'll tell you get out your phones. <laughs> February 9th. February 9th. Yes. We had a little switcheroo tonight. So Noelle Miller was supposed to be here with us tonight, but she is no longer able to make it. They had a little sickness in their home. So they're all fine, they're doing well. But um, so we switched it around. Noelle will be here next week. So if you know Noelle, you will want to be here. Next month. Next maybe. month. I'm sorry. Not next week. Next month. Next week. Don't come next here. week. I won't be here. February 9th. So, 7 o'clock. <laughs> and then also, we just wanted to highlight again our scripture, our daily scripture writing. Um, we did it for like the fall semester, but now we have January, February, January through May. So make sure you grab this. And if you don't know what this is, this is just a simple tool that Miss um, Tammy actually put it together for us um, to just be in the Word every day and to be in the Word together. Um, collectively, it's just amazing to know that you're going to the Word and you're reading something that all the women are reading together. Um, and what's really cool about it too is it's just kind of something that could spark like, like this week I read in Zephaniah and I ended up reading the whole um, chapter and it was just so timely. And so it's just amazing how, you know, the Holy Spirit just moves and you just open your Bible. And um, so I just encourage you to pick that up, put it in your Bible, grab a few. If you have friends that could benefit from it, hand them out. We have plenty of them. So we just want to highlight that. We just want to be sure that we're in the Word together. So tonight, woo, we have a speaker for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're in for a treat, in for a treat. So Miss Tammy graciously stepped in and she wanted to share a word with us all tonight. So before we introduce her, we have a little game that we wanted to play to switch it up for you. So we're gonna do a little Tammy trivia. <laughs> See. So if you Let's know the answer, just stand up and we'll- No, if you know the answer, sprint to the front. <laughs> Maybe not. No, just, <laughs> just stand. It's a little hard to see, but we'll do our best. So just the first person to stand. All right, you want to do your question first? What's your first question? Yes, if I can okay. remember. Okay. <laughs> so the first question is... I'll help spot. There's two right answers to this. So that you have more of a chance to win. <laughs> what is Miss Tammy's favorite colors? You only have to name one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just or both. Music. If you know both, I think a BFF might have to be both. Yes. Woo! That is friendship right there. <laughs> And you can only answer one time, Heaven. 
the next question. What town would Tammy consider to be her hometown where she grew up in? Ooh. All right, I'll give you some clues. It is home to the Precious Moments Museum. <laughs> the Bass Pro Shop. Yes, Christy. Yes, Springfield, Missouri. The Precious Moments gave it away. It was a dead giveaway. It was the Precious Moments. That's what she did. I didn't know there was a museum. I did. I did it when I was a teenager. All right, this question. If anyone knows, if Miss Tammy, if we if we were to say Miss Tammy has an addiction, what would it be to? Woo! Bibles. Yeah. Books, Bibles. I'll give there. We'll give you that one. Books. It's a good addiction. Instead of where's Waldo, where's Tammy, and you can find her in a bookstore. <laughs> Buying another Bible. <laughs> All right, Pastor Aaron and Tammy have been here for quite a few years, but in the end of January, they're celebrating an wedding anniversary, their wedding anniversary. So how many years have they been married? Yes. Wow. Yes, Patty. Woo! Nicely done. You know your pastor and his wife. Well done. You should get some advices. I know. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so without further ado then, we're going to introduce Tammy. Tammy and I have known each other for like 13 and a half, almost 14 years. And I will say she is timeless, she is ageless, <laughs> and you are in for a treat. Anything else? And we love her. Let's give her a right. applause for our fearless right, leader. We have a mic issue going on. Which one do I take? Which one do I take? Yeah, so it was. Uh, Wednesday, um, the 6th, when um, Noel called me, and we had just talked the day before. Um, it was so funny. We uh, had planned everything out, organized everything, got it all figured out, and because we were having our leadership meeting Wednesday night, the 6th. So I just wanted to be prepared as much as I could for the meeting that Wednesday night with the 70 Palms team. And, um, she calls me Wednesday morning, and she's like, I am so sorry, but I have to cancel on the 15th. And I'm like, are you okay? And she goes, I am, but somebody in my house is not. So the gift of 2020 kept on giving, and I'm not going to go into details, but I'm sure you can figure out why she couldn't be here tonight. So um, as I'm on the phone with her, I am... I rarely panic. Um, I just typically don't like get riled up like that. And if you know me, you know that's kind of true. Um, so I was just sitting there listening to her talk and I'm thinking, I gotta find my notebook. I have to find my notebook. I have a notebook that I keep, a cute little spiral bound notebook that I put scriptures in it that I like, that I think might be a message or a passage or an idea for, you know, maybe um, a 70 Palms season idea thing. So I just pulled out my notebook and she's just talking about how frustrated she is that she's in quarantine and she's just, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so mad. She's just talking. And I'm looking through my notebook trying to figure out what am I going to do? Because the time 
of the 6th through today was probably one of the busiest weeks that I had. And um, I was like, well, okay. So I opened up and I found this passage that I had found, I think it was back in the fall. And it was so profound to me. Like I kept thinking when I found it, how have I never seen this passage before? How have I not heard messages on this passage? How is it that there's not books about this passage? Like this is just an incredible passage. So when I saw it and I saw that I had three starred it, which is like my thing of like three is the number of perfection. Like this is a perfect, perfect message. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Spur of the moment, I'm gonna do this message. And um, get off the phone with Noel. And I immediately texted Amanda and I'm like, call me when you can. No rush, no hurry, just when you can. She calls me and she's and I tell her what's going on. And I'm like, do you want to speak January 15th? And because she was supposed to be our February speaker. And she's like, uh, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, there we go. Um, and then I was like, I was kind of working out the message a little bit, and I'm like, I'm gonna call Lindsay. I'm just gonna see if Lindsay might have a word that she wants to share. And, because um, I really felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to call her. So I was like, man, she must have a word. Like she has been, the Holy Spirit has just whispered into her ear and she is just scribbling down frantically right now a message. And this is what's gonna happen. Okay, great. Nope, 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 nope. I know they're not, thank you. And I'm like, okay, so this is what it is. This is what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a busy, crazy week for me, and I have to prepare a message. Okay, so I started getting into it. I opened up my commentaries, got them all out, laid them all out. If you've ever seen my mess, it is quite a mess. When I get into a passage, when I get into a scripture that I wanna dive into, it is Katie bar the door. There is commentaries everywhere. My iPad is up, my, my computer is up. There is, it is just a mess. So I am all out in it, right? And I'm digging in and I'm telling you, I was like, oh my word, this is so rich. This is so rich, this is so good. So I had to get on my phone and I had to Marco Polo Heather. I'm like, Heather, you will not believe what I have found in this. This is so good. And we went back and forth and we had lunch on Friday and I'm just like, oh, and we just went over and she was finding things and I was finding things. We're Bible nerds, if you don't know. We wear the t-shirt with honor and with pride, but we had so much fun going over this passage. It is so good and I'm setting it up and I hope that you think it is too, because it could be really bad if you don't. Um, I want to highlight though, real quick before we get into it, pick these up, pick these up. As a leadership team, as a 70 Palm leadership team, we are meeting every two weeks and we're going over, we're keeping each other accountable that we're in the word, that we're doing this, that we're writing it out, we're reading it, we're studying it. So get together with your girlfriends, make each other accountable, make 2021 the year that you are in the word faithfully. So, just wanted to get that plug in there real quick. And that commercial was brought to you by the Daily Scripture Writing. Okay, so the title of my message
message tonight is called, You Have Not Because You Ask Not. And in the Word, there are very few accounts for us women to read where a woman is asking for anything, if you think about it. There's just very few accounts. Even more so rare is an account of a woman asking for more of what she's already been given. But the passages that we're going to read tonight, that we're going to look into, that we're going to dive into a little bit, is just that. This is an account of a daughter going to her father and asking for more. More than what has been allotted to her. More than what has been given to her. And we're going to see what her father's response is to her. And we're going to see how it applies to you and I. Our heroine, her name is Axa, and she is the only daughter to Caleb. Now, this is Old Testament, and you may know Joshua and Caleb were kind of BFFs, and they went into the Promised Land. Moses sent them out with some more, um, more men to kind of canvas the Promised Land, to kind of canvas the land to see what they were up against. How big were these giants? What were these people like? Were the walls of the cities fortified? What was going on? Could they take the land? Could they walk in, defeat the enemy, and possess the land? Joshua and Caleb are the only ones that come back saying, yes, let's go, let's get it, this is ours. So this is that Caleb. So Caleb's only daughter, Axa, and her name is what, what her name is means adorned. So she is the only daughter. There are three brothers in her. So you can imagine she was probably loved and, and was kind of like the pet and just so sweet. And um, you think of how she might have been spoiled, maybe just a little bit, right? But if you want to follow along with me about the story of Axa, you can find her in Judges chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. Or if you're a Bible nerd, you can also find it in Joshua chapter 15, verses 16 and 19. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, and I'm going to be reading from the Judges chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. And Caleb said, I will give my daughter Axa in marriage to the man who attacks and captures Kareth Safar. Othanel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it. So Caleb gave his daughter Axa to him in marriage. One day, when she came to Othanel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. When she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what can I do for you? She replied, do me a special favor. Some of yours might say um, a blessing. Since you have given me land in the give, give me also springs of water. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word and how absolutely timeless it is. That there are hidden treasures in your word if we will just be open to them. You will showcase them and you will enlighten them 
and you will make them literally leap off the pages to us. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the Old Testament, the New Testament, that they both are so vital to our everyday lives. I pray that this word would be a word that sparks something deep inside each one of these ladies that ventured out tonight. Use me as your vessel, I pray. It's in your name. Amen and amen. What we have here is a love story and one of favor between a father and a daughter. There is, um, but it's not just between Caleb and Axa. This is a story between a father and a daughter, our God the Father, and us his daughters. And if we will look, and if we will just take this as a glimpse, peer into, you're going to see that this is a story that shows God the Father's heart for us. When studying this message and this passage, I was kind of um, looking through all those commentators that I told you about earlier, and one of them wrote that he thought Axa was um, kind of a spoiled brat. He said that she, he called her, actually, he named her the discontented bride. And I was like, wow, that's pretty harsh, right? He goes on to say that she has this attitude of give, 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 mine, mine, mine. I want, I want, I want. And I was like, wow, I just don't see that. I just don't feel that when I'm reading this. I didn't pick up that vibe from her, right? And um, it's not often that I disagree with commentators, but this, this one just really, I'm like, ah, huh. I mean, these men are much smarter than I am, right? But it just didn't settle with me. So I started to try to think of, are there instances in the scripture, in the word, where you have somebody that is asking for a blessing? And while they're asking for that blessing, they have this attitude of greed, of wanting more, that it's all about them. And I couldn't think of one. I could not think of one. And what I see with Axa is I see that she has this request that is of, not of greed, but as actual need. She is in need of something. As you may know, fathers and daughters have a long history and a special bond towards one another. The term, the daddy's girl, is, is not a joke. I mean, that is some serious stuff, right? Um, I can still look at my dad and, and I can kind of just give him that look and kind of rub his back and, and sit on his lap and he'll be like, what do you want? What do you need? You know, it's this bond between the father and the daughter. And that's what I think that we are getting to witness here between Caleb and Axa. D.L. Moody said this of Axa, that she is immortalized as a woman of wisdom and courage. She was one smart picky. And she was just courageous enough and bold enough to go to her father and ask for what she needed. She knew that the land that had been given to her in Othniel was a very generous gift. My father-in-law has a saying, 
They can make just about anything, but they can't make more dirt. You can't make more land. We have all the land that we can possess. There's no more that, that can be created. And she knew that. She knew that a gift of land was priceless. But she also knew that if land does not have a water source on it, that you cannot feed your livestock and you cannot grow a harvest on it. Which means that you cannot develop a life. You cannot develop a household. That it was dry and it was dusty and it just wasn't life-giving. And she needed this land to be able to produce a life for her. Her asking was one of life-giving water. Not a luxury item. She wasn't asking for barns and bigger barns. She wasn't asking for, for a gold mine or, or, or precious metals or jewels. She's asking for water. The base. Water. I just need some water. We have a young lady here who knows what she needs in order to produce a life that would be blessed by God and would be a blessing to her family. AXA is asking, not from a greedy heart, but from one that understood you have not because you ask not. So I wanna share with you three questions that I pulled from this passage as my message for you tonight. First one, what's your attitude? When I hear the word attitude, I immediately go to the saying by John Maxwell, your attitude determines your altitude. And if I said it once, I've probably said it a hundred times to my girls. And you can now insert the eye roll into the back of the head and the, but it's true, right? I mean, if you have a positive, upbeat, um, enjoyable, if you're pleasant, I mean, good grief, right? Pleasant now, um, honorable. If your attitude is that of joy, you're gonna go so much further. You're gonna get more than if you had this negative, um, been sucking on lemons all day, sour puss attitude. And that's what AXA has. She has this attitude that is of honor and respect that she has towards her father. She's walking in humility. I don't see a rudeness here, but I see one of love and respect that she has for her father. What's the saying? You'll attract more bees with honey than you will with vinegar. That's what's happening here. That is a perfect example you may have a need tonight. I don't know what your need is, but you may have a great, deep need tonight. What's your attitude when you pray? Are you demanding? Are you begging? Are you trying to convince God that what you want is the thing that you deserve and that you need, that your way is the right way? That's not what a daughter of the Most High King does that's in a relationship with God the Father. That's working the situation, and it never bodes well. It doesn't look good. Let me clarify here. 
that I do not mean or imply that we are to treat God the Father or Jesus the Son as Santa Claus. You're not supposed to come up with your list, your Christmas long wish list of things that you want and then sit in his presence for a hot minute, tell him what it is that you want, what you need, what you expect, and then get up and hop and skip out of his presence thinking that Santa Claus Jesus is going to give you what you want. That's not what I'm saying at all. A.W. Tozer wrote a book on prayer, and it is amazing. It is so, so good. And one of my favorite quotes is this that he says, The evil of the empty wish lies in the fact that the wisher is not adjusted to the will of God. He allows his desires to play over things that are entirely out of God's will for him and dreams of possessing what he well knows he should not have. When you are in a right relationship, when you have spent time with God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son, when you are in his word, when you are praying, when you are in both of those, then you begin to know, to sense, and to see his heart. You understand that his perfect will is so much better for you than anything that you could ever create or dream up or wish or imagine for yourself. Because you know, you know that his heart for you is that to bless you. He wants to give you so much more than we could ever think or imagine. So I want to challenge you tonight to examine your heart, to look at yourself, reflect on your attitude. Maybe your prayers are bouncing off of the wall. Maybe you're not, you walk into your prayer closet and you just don't feel anything. Then I want to challenge you. What's your attitude towards God when you're, when you're talking to him, when you're spending time with him? How are you treating him? Are you treating him like Santa Claus? Or are you treating him like the Most High that deserves your honor and your humility and your respect? Sure, he's big enough. He can handle whatever attitude you bring towards him, whatever you, you lay at his feet. He can handle it. But if you come to him, if you come to anyone, with honor and respect and humility, you're going to get so much more. He's sitting on the edge, waiting for you. Waiting for you to have a conversation with him, to spend time with him, to have a right attitude and a right heart. So watch your attitude. Pray in humility and give him the honor he deserves. My second question for you tonight is, are you ready with your request? We see AXA, she is ready. I mean, she does not take a minute to think about it. She walks in and she knows what she needs. She was clear, concise, and ready to make her request known. She had done the research, 
She knew the lay of the land. She knew that Negev was, was dry, was a parched land, that there was no well or spring on it. She knew what she needed. She needed a water source. She needed some springs. Are you prepared when you come to God? When you come to him in prayer, are you ready? Do you have it written out? Do you know what you need? Do you have the mental list going on in your head? Charles Spurgeon wrote a sermon on this passage, and he titled it, Axes Asking a Pattern of Prayer. And in it, he says this, Think what you are going to ask before you begin to pray, and then pray like a businessman. This woman does not say to her father, Father, listen to me, and then utter some pretty little speech about nothing. But she knows what she is going to ask for and why she is asking for it. God the Father is ready to bless you and I, his daughters. But we have to have some skin in this game. We have to come to him prepared with our request. We have to know what it is that we need. Axa humbly asked for the blessing and then moves straight ahead into what her need is. She is all business and no fluff. So many times we come to him and, and, and we don't know what we need or, or we're so overwhelmed with what the need is, we don't know how to ask. We don't know what to do. I mean, I know some of you out there are dealing with some very heavy burdens, some very complicated things in life. And you just don't know. You just don't know how to even speak it. How do I prepare for it? How, how do I do this? First, start praying for somebody besides yourself. If your burden is so heavy, your request is so complicated, and you don't know where to begin, Start praying for somebody else. It's oftentimes when, when we're in prayer and we start praying for our neighbor or our friend or our co-worker or somebody that we know at church that is, is, is not well or needs a, needs a touch from him. If we start praying for somebody else, it stretches that muscle in us and the words start to flow and we get into this this, this habit of being able to talk to him and share with him. And then it's easier to move into what's going on in your world and what you need help from him with. Maybe you, um, you, you have this, 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 this need that is so overwhelming to you that you just can't speak it then just be in his presence. Put on some worship music and simply sit in his presence. The burden will start to ease and you'll get into this flow with him. I think it's Benjamin Franklin that is quoted as saying, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Preparation is key. Be prepared. Be ready. I believe that fully, that if we prepare for what, what we prepare for is what we get. Come to God the Father, ready and prepared 
to make your request known to him. Third, and finally, are you going to the right source for your request? Axa went first to her brand new spanking husband, Othanel, and urged this poor guy to go to her father and ask him for more land. Now, I'm sure this kid was probably scared to death, shaking in his boots, his palms were sweaty, and he was just so nervous. But something happens between Axa telling Othanel to go ask that we don't know. We don't know what happens. We're not privy to that. But we see that Caleb bypasses Othanel and goes straight to his daughter, straight to Axa. I believe that this shows the true heart of their relationship that Axa honors her father by coming down off of the donkey and making her request known to her father, eye to eye, heart to heart. What I want you to notice here is that the daughter has direct access to the father. She doesn't have to go to anybody else. She doesn't have to go through Othanel. She has direct access to Caleb the same way that you and I have direct access to the Father. You can go to him and he is ready to approach you. He's ready to call you by name. This is a great reminder that having prayer partners and, and joining with a friend in prayer is great. It's good, I, I encourage it. But ultimately, no one can make your requests known better than you. God can see your heart. He can see the longing. He can see the need. He can feel it from you. I've been in ministry, and I about had a heart attack when I counted up how many years. 27 years, because I still feel like I'm 27 on the inside. You know, I don't feel like I should be in ministry for 27 years. But I was thinking back to how many countless times I have been asked by women and students how do I learn to pray? How do I pray with boldness? How do I pray with confidence? What do I need to do? What's the magic, you know, little thing that I need to do? How do I get this? And I would always tell all the time the same thing, whether it was teenagers or women, because we all know teenagers and women both love to talk, right? That is never a problem for us. But I would always tell them, pick up your phone, and talk to Jesus. If you have to put it to your ear and you have to act like you're on the phone, do it. Pick up your phone. This is going to be a little sassy and a little snarky, but it's true. Act like your best friend is on the other side. Talk to him. Talk to him like he's right there because he is. He's there. All you have to do is say his name and just share what's on your heart. Just start talking. And you're like, no, it's, it's got to be harder than that. There's got to be some magic formula. And I'm telling you, no, it's not. It is that simple. Maybe you don't like to talk on the phone. Maybe you're a journaler. Then get yourself some cute ink pens and get yourself a cute little notebook and you just start writing. Start writing out what's going on inside your heart and inside your head. Tell him he wants to know. He knows already, but he wants to have a conversation with you. Maybe you like to type. Type it out. Whatever is your favorite form of, of communication, do it. 
talk to him. The key is starting. Because if you don't start, you're never going to pray. It's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. And it's going to be awkward. But I'm telling you, once you start, you get into the habit of it. Take, take the challenge. The next 40 days, say, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes every day either talking to him on the phone, typing it out, or writing it out. I'm going to pray to him. I'm going to start this. I've never heard anyone say, I wish I had never started praying about that. I always hear, I wish I would have started sooner. I wish I would have known to pray for this. I wish I would have gone to him sooner. As I close tonight, and the band comes out to lead us in a, a last song, I want to close with a reading that I found from a commentator on this passage. And I believe that it's a rhema word. And if you don't know what a rhema word is, it's when you find a passage of scripture, you're reading or, or you're listening to the, the Bible, and, and you hear this passage, you hear this verse, you hear this word from the scripture, and it like it leaps up off of the page. It's like God has highlighted it in the brightest fluorescent colored rainbow. It's like it literally is leaping up at you. It, it so applies to your life that you are just so overwhelmed. That's a rainbow word. It is a word that is deeply personal to you. It applies to what you're going through. And I believe that what I'm getting ready to read about this portion of scripture is that it is a rhema word for us ladies. If you want, you can close your eyes and, and remove all distractions while I read this to you. It's so powerful. Caleb gave Axa the springs of water she desired. And in the upper and lower springs, we have a type of spiritual and earthly mercies from our Father above. As heirs of the promise, his children can humbly and confidently ask and expect great blessings from his generous hand. Both the upper or heavenly provision and the lower or earthly necessities come from him in whom are all of our springs. At times, it seems as if the lower springs may dry up as Job experienced when so many of his earthly possessions and pleasures were taken away. But the upper springs never run dry. Like those Axa received, they flow from the everlasting hills. The river of water of life flowing out of the throne of God and of the Lamb cannot fail. I'm going to say that one more time. Get this. The river of water of life flowing out of the throne of God and of the Lamb cannot fail. When the waters of earth fail, we have a reservoir so large, so deep from above that it's never impoverished by doubt. It will never run dry. Ladies, think of this. Think of this. The world will fail you, 
Your job will fail you. Your government will fail you. Friends can fail you. Money can fail you. Jobs can fail you. Your health can fail you. But there's only one thing that will not and cannot fail you. And that is God the Father and His Son. What do you need from Him tonight? What do you have that is so pressing and so desperate that you are in need of Him to hear you? To hear your request? What is it? Are you ready to come to Him who is able? Able to hear and to take your need and in turn bless it and to bless you. Notice, notice this, that Caleb granted Axe's request, but he did so by doubling the blessing. He did not just provide one spring, but he gave her two. What are you in need of tonight? God desires so graciously to grant us, his daughters, what we need. He will answer your desire for life more abundant in him. But you have to ask. Don't be afraid. He is willing and able to help, provide, and to bless you. We just have to give him the opportunity to do so. As always, as always, this front is open. If you want to come and make your request to him, or you can turn around in your seat and have a moment with him while the, while the girls sing this last song for us. But don't walk out the doors without spending a moment with him, without giving him the opportunity to hear what's going on inside of you, what's weighing heavy on you, what need there is in your life. He so desires to spend time with you. He's calling you. He's calling you by name. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you gave us the example of Axa and how she made her request known. That she was bold and she was clear. She came with the right attitude. And I pray tonight that you would hear your daughters. Holy Spirit, stir them up to make their request known to you. For you love them so much. You care about the smallest of things and the deepest of things. You so desire to have time with us. These women have carved out this night, this time, to be with you. Bless them. Don't let them walk out the same as when they walked in. Hear their cries. Hear their heart's desire. And bless them, I pray. It's in your name. Amen and amen.
one who made 